Professor Amod Bijevazia is an established name in the evolving fields of innovation, creativity, and future of work. Now a professor of strategy at a leading business school in India, Amod has played various business leadership roles at organizations like Capgemini, Ernest & Young, uh, Genpact, Cordes & Hitachi. Consulting with over 25 years of experience in driving strategy, growth transformation and operations for clients like the Coca-Cola Company, Dyer Farm, Energy Australia, Bombardier and the Zardine Group. As the world now moves towards digital, Amod has consulted organizations worldwide on his POV of digital first and digital. Amod has built a run large multifunctional captives, GBS organizations with future-oriented setups, ensuring operational performance, predictability, and customer experience with successful industry-recognized teams at San Francisco, Mumbai, Paris, London, and Bangalore. Hi, Amod. Very pleased to have you here with us today. Hello, Espiros. Yeah, very, very glad to be here and really looking forward to the conversation. I'm, I am also really looking forward to this conversation as in the previous days we had very fruitful discussions on what uh, we are about to uh, talk about today. And uh, before we start, Amod, tell us a bit of your background. Uh, where were you before? Where are you coming from? And how did you came up with all those great things that we will share today with our great audience? No, thank you, uh, Spiros. And, uh, you know, I, I have been coming from a lot of change and transformation in my life. Let me put it that way. You know, mm -hmm. just to share with you very briefly, you know, right from the time when I uh, you know, did my M MBA way back in 1997. I have always joined organizations which have been at the cusp of major change and transformation. And so have been, you know, basically living the VUCA uh, mm -hmm. life, uh, so to say, you know, ever, ever, ever since, you know, whether it was my first organization, uh, back home in India, large diversified company, which was implementing ERP at that point of time. Yeah. And that was a big change or it was my, uh, you know, company, uh, you know, a, a products company in California. So I was living in California for a few years and that company was wanting to be a place for it in the, in the Silicon Valley. And when it, it was the time of uh, Y2K and, you know, when the whole world was getting disrupted and 9-11 happened, you know, when I was there, etc. So a lot, lot of change. And then, you know, of course, uh, uh, you know, I joined, uh, you know, one of the large consulting firms uh, back in India and, um, and, and actually drove a lot of change and transformation uh, there as well. Yeah. So, so that is where I'm coming from. And I am now you know, shaping the new generation, you know, the millennials, as, as, as we call them, and the Gen Z on how they can actually become better leaders in the business world at a, at a, at a premier business business school uh, in India. 
so yeah i have i have done a lot of different things in my life in the last 25 years of my career uh, but it's all been at the cusp of uh, the wuka world and and that's that's where i'm coming from and that's where i hope i will have some value to add in our conversation today definitely definitely so uh let's start uh, our uh, today's discussion with the first question that it is uh how are global corporations responding to the evolving wuka world so <laughs> spirosh that is uh, you know that is a great question uh i would describe it in two parts right the global corporations are responding to the wuka world from three different perspectives i think yeah one what is it that they want to do for your customers right because if we look at how the world is changing uh you know there is uh, customer expectations have changed tremendously mm-hmm. in the last uh two decades let's say right customers want everything you know faster cheaper better there's a lot of speed the, the the world is it's it's no longer you know firms cannot uh, you know think about so so in in how they are servicing their customers you know they are they have to become uh, faster at what they do and that's that's sort of the you know the challenge of the wuka world because uh, um, and and of course technology helps them mm-hmm. uh, so technology certainly well, and 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 a lot of corporations are uh, exploiting technology in a, in a, in a major way right to to become more agile as 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 we call it uh, but on the at the same time uh, there is a lot of other changes that are happening in the world right geopolitical disruptions you know we all know what's happening with the ukraine war and the supply chains getting disrupted etc you know i i wanted to buy a car last year and you know i just couldn't get that car in in time because you know the automotive company you know wouldn't uh, you know be able to supply it in 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 you know in due course of time uh, and and uh, and covid happened yeah and covid sort of alerted us to you know even sort of you know greater uh, cognizance of of the wuka world so i think what the corporations are doing you know one they are trying to service the customer faster they are trying to go online you know from offline to online you know from uh, um, you know on premise to virtual in terms of you know the whole cloud and uh, cloud computing and all of that they are trying to become much more automated you know we have all heard about chat gpt and how that is going to disrupt the business world right the generative ai uh, and 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 the whole sort of system there so so that is how corporations are you know reacting in one way the second way i think the corporations are reacting is that they are looking to service uh, they are looking at their employees in a very big way mm-hmm. right because the employees a bulk of them are as i said they are millennials and 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 gen z and they have very different expectations when it comes to the workplace so the corporations apart from becoming more efficient at servicing the customer faster they also have to become more purpose driven because that is what the, the millennials are asking for right they they have to uh, you know I, i mean there is a lot of focus on uh, vision and purpose 
and uh, and employees i mean we all heard about the great resignation you know as as the post covid effect mm-hmm. in which you know people who were not fulfilled at work they decided to uh, you know sort of change uh, everything so so that that is what organizations are also looking at that they are becoming much more socially conscious i think okay. right and and so you know from the you know from just being you know stakeholder driven you know which is where the whole sort of you know like like how uh, milton friedman had said right that the business of business is business right but now that is no longer true because the business of business is also society is also planet is also ecology right so there is there is the whole sort of planet profit and people instead of just the profit um, you know which is which is what is becoming i think the corporations are looking at that you know i i you know i had worked you know with i mentioned about the global consulting company that i worked for capgemini right uh, and capgemini uh, you know is is actually working in the mojave desert in the us and they're using technology and artificial intelligence and machine learning today to see how how the us can actually save the flora and fauna and and the ecosystem in the mojave desert right and that's very much a part of their business agenda right so so those are the kind of uh, areas that you know a lot of my clients in australia they were looking at responsible sourcing right and and you know supplier diversity and 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 things like that so those are a few examples in which the corporations are becoming you know much more socially conscious i think and that's that's quite critical and 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 the third uh, you know element that i would say is that organizations are um, you know are are actually also have to deal with a lot of risk mm-hmm. because because while technology helps in many big ways but artificial intelligence uh, machine learning a lot of you know automation and a lot of data big data that mm-hmm. also exposes organizations around the world to much more uh, risks of data privacy mm-hmm. right and and ethics related to you know sort of artificial intelligence etc so the organizations are looking to see how they can actually work on uh, on curtailing those uh, those risks and to tackle those risks in a very big way Uh, that is how i would say you know and from my experience i have seen that this is the uh, this is the thing that keeps a lot of cxos uh, you know of the clients that i have worked for uh, keeps them awake at night i have worked with some of the greatest brands in the world in the last 25 years and 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 this is this is a key topic yeah for all well, of them this is this is a huge cluster that uh, um, business owners and uh, the, the employees have to to deal with in their everyday working or even business life correct correct it is it is a very very big uh, it's a very big from the cfos to the chief marketing officers uh, to the ceos of course right i mean they all have to contend with the, you know with with a lot of these these topics and frankly the kind of leaders that they need and i'm sure you have follow up questions around that you know the kind of leaders that are needed to tackle all these challenges uh, are going to be very different 
uh, from the kind of leaders that have always, uh, you know, sort of existed and that, you know, the, the business schools have churned. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, how do the new digital uh, realities like uh, artificial intelligence, the machine learning, etc., change the world of work? And how can leaders respond as it was the last thing that we just talked about? Yeah. So, so see the the whole concept of you know physical and digital, right? It is it is changing in a very very big way right and very significant way and and you know i don't know if you have had the chance you know uh, i have read read a lot of uh, uh, greek philosophy you know for example you know from from your country yeah and you know i mean plato and aristotle and socrates you know they sort of you know in many ways uh, you know started the western civilization and, and and you know were responsible for for a lot of that thinking you know similarly uh, you know, 2,500 years back, you know, in, in India, there was a lot of thinking happening, you know, around the nature of reality and, you know, about how knowledge happens, you know, in, in, in Vedas and Upanishads, which are some of the, you know, sort of ancient Indian, um, you know, scriptures and, and, and lines of thought. And there, there is a concept called Maya. Yeah, I don't know if you've heard that word. There is this concept called Maya. Mm -hmm. right which, which essentially is uh, you know is about the nature of reality right and and it, it says that you know th that maya of course is an is an illusion and and you know there is a you know of course there is a way for us to get to the to the ultimate reality um, you know which uh, you know like kant talks about you know in in the whole sort of a priori um, system now linking that back to physic physic physical and digital Right. So how the nature of reality actually is now getting impacted in the business world is, 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 is a very, very big, big change. Right. Because I think digital is, is reality. Yeah. It, it is reality. You know, it, we can no longer, you know, call it an illusion or we can no longer call it Maya, you know, which is why I actually, and I have written about this, you know, in some of my, uh, you know, articles that I have published that I find it quite uh, interesting that the term that is used is artificial intelligence, because actually artificial as a word, if you think about the word, you know, it is always artificial things were considered fake, right? And nobody, you know, I mean, artificial jewelry was not real jewelry. Right, artificial smile is is obviously considered fake smile, etc. But artificial intelligence actually is real intelligence. You know, it is whatever it produces in terms of you know it's. I mean, of course, it is trying to mimic you know human intelligence. But whatever is happening in the digital world, whether it's Internet of Things, whether it's about the interconnectedness of you know the the whole um, systems which produces real time information whether it's uh, predictive modeling based on uh, you know your ai and machine learning tools whether it's analytics that that is used uh, you know and and uh, generates insights through big data is all very real so i would rather call it alternate intelligence rather than artificial intelligence and therefore in my mind you know the digital world is very real and it has combined with and it will continue to uh, you know sort of merge seamlessly with the physical world if you look at amazon right i mean amazon 
you know, of course, it started as a pure digital company. They are now also opening up some physical stores. You know, similarly, the, you know, like a lot of physical retailers, you know, are also opening up their online channels. So this ultimately is about providing, you know, a choice to the to the customer, to the consumer, mm -hmm. and uh, which is which is where I I believe that uh, there is uh, this will you know continue to uh, to accelerate, and how organize organizations are responding, and that is what I have seen in my clients, you know, a lot of my clients that they are actively using, you know concepts like design thinking for example yeah. right to map out customer journeys for themselves and and you know so that so that they can map out the customer journeys and therefore they can work in a way that customer lifetime value is maximized mm -hmm. right so so that is what i think the organizations will continue to work towards uh, by having the right combination of offline and online, physical and digital, and and therefore, you know, to to answer your question about how do leaders, you know, sort of react with it, I think the leaders have to uh, have to actually contend with a lot of paradoxes. Yeah, there are there are a lot of paradoxes that you know the leaders will need to work with because you know they are. You know, again, as I said, you know, there there is an artificial intelligence, but it's actually real, you know, real wisdom in many ways, right? Now, similarly, the second thing that leaders will have to understand is that it is no longer about the, uh, you know, it's it's no longer about the whole old world command and control uh, leadership. Right, because leadership, you know, right from the time of the hunter-gatherer times to the agricultural societies to the age of empires, etc., you know, it has always played out in a way that there is a, you know, there is a strongman leader, and that leader is is really, you know, sort of the one that is changing the world. Now that quality of leadership is now changing, and and you know now the the leadership needs to be there are concepts. You know, like of course, transformational leader. You know, which is a combination of individualized consideration, inspirational motivation, uh, and 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 uh, you know the, the 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 whole idea of uh, uh, you know creating leaders who are actually uh, you know sort of closer to the people, mm -hmm. right? And, and and therefore they are not the unidimensional. Uh, you know, sort of, uh, sort of leaders. Uh, you know, they they are very strong on ethical considerations. They are very strong on compassion. They are very strong on curiosity. Mm -hmm. So I think those those are the elements that I see that the leaders will need to actively, you know, sort of work towards, and they will have to contend, um, you know, with 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 a lot of paradoxes because you know if you think about the leaders, they have to ensure that they 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 are having high you know efficiency and profitability at the same time they have to ensure you know a much higher degree of uh, uh, customer experience yeah and those two things are often paradoxical second you know they have to work across multiple generations because very soon in organizations we'll have people who are from the boomers okay the boomers are retiring now 
but you know who are who are from sort of you know the gen x etc and then now also you know gen z and millennials etc so you have to work across multi generational workforces you have to work across cultures so leaders need to understand you have to work across neuro you know diversity because diversity and inclusion is very important right and 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 therefore you know you have to work across neuro diversity cultures uh, so yeah so leaders i think have to you have to work across like you rightly said the physical and the digital and you will not have different leaders for those the same leaders will have to you know straddle both the worlds so yeah that is what i think the 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 nature of leadership you know will will probably change quite a bit yeah. you came up with a very interesting thing this uh, um this this thing you talked about the the command and control uh, yeah so you think that um according to your experience at least do you think that yeah. this command and control uh is um, is not working anymore at all or we need to reconsider uh the um the domains that uh, it can be applied now so that is a great point uh, spiros yeah and i i would not say that it is not working at all right because leadership is very situational right mm. it's it's very situational right so you will still you know when there is a crisis situation you need a very different sort of leadership style you know and 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 in in a you know in a kind of organization you know which requires you know drastic change for example you need a different kind of leadership style so i won't say that you know the the, the command and control is completely gone uh, i i think at some stages and and you know of course we are only talking about the corporate organizations and which is where bulk of my experience is but if you think about leaders of nations for example or leaders of you know other other so social uh, world uh, you know you you still see a lot of you know like uh, demagogues you know still at the helm of affairs in you know mm -hmm. in countries etc but at least i think in the corporate world uh, you know it is like you know it's now like how in the business world the customer is changing everything mm -hmm. in the in the corporate world you know the the employees will force a change in the leadership and therefore why there will be some elements of command and control that would still exist for example in a crisis situation we will still need that you know that that leadership of a different nature uh, but in most organizations they are becoming flatter they are becoming less hierarchical yeah. uh, right and therefore it is rather than a la ladder it is becoming a lattice you know in the sense that from a ladder it's moving to a lattice you know which is about this radically networked organizations in which leadership also by the way is dynamic you know there are certain people who will be leaders for some period of time and then they they, they will give up give up lead, leadership and do different things and then there there will be different leaders that will emerge you know just like hi how yuval noha harari says right that we don't know none of us know actually as to how the world will look like in 2050 right or even you know 10 20 years down the line our children our children will actually grow up into a very different world and therefore what is most important as a leadership skill for them is the ability to reinvent themselves and to the ability to unlearn and learn new uh, ways of working because yeah. things might might change right yeah 
so that is all i would say yeah you know i mean yes there are some timeless principles of course uh, but uh, yeah it is it is going to change spiros according to me and i have seen that happen already in you know in a lot of organizations that i have worked with right they are changing I, i would kindly put on top uh, my uh, my one cent that yeah today there are a lot of things that uh, we don't know that we don't know and a lot more that we don't know that we don't know there's a lot more that we don't know exactly yeah who knows what will you know like how amy amy webb has said right you know she she talks about the fact you know that i mean what is happening with artificial intelligence and machine learning and there are these nine corporations right you know from google to apple to alibaba to tencent and uh, uh, microsoft etc there are these nine corporations you know who actually will become more powerful than most governments in the world right yeah. it's you know with with the kind of you know information because you know data will be the new oil right mm. as they say so yeah no it is it is a uh, you know it it is a unpredictable and that's the whole concept of hooka right that it is highly volatile it is going to you know depend on several mental models that we don't yet understand so it's going to be complex you know and it's going to be highly unpredictable uh, and ambiguous right mm -hmm. and therefore you need leaders who actually have those qualities i mean they need to be comfortable with ambiguity they need to be resilient to uh, you know complexity they need to be adaptable so that they can change you know i mean we are today we are talking about adaptability in ai systems mm -hmm. right and and you know the, the, there is i mean after all what is uh, uh, you know i mean generative ai is going away from you know sort of those predictive modeling kind of behavior to to ability to create new stuff right and 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 artificial intelligence uh, you know will actually uh, become much much more adaptable as as we move forward so the, while artificial intelligence becomes adaptable it shouldn't happen that human beings don't right because we have to be even more adaptable right because otherwise that singularity you know that singularity that a lot of people talk about uh, you know as a potential danger point in uh, Uh, you know in human history when actually the the capacity of artificial intelligence surpasses human intelligence will actually come sooner right so we have to stay ahead of the game and but i'm i'm sure that you know the leaders in the world uh, are 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 working towards it right that, spiros great that was great awesome yeah. um yeah. amok how are millennials and gen z uh different from previous generations and how will they adapt to the realities of today okay that is uh, see that is a very very good uh, and and frankly it's not a question that uh, you know we know the answer to fully well right the millennials and gen z gen z there has been a lot of research uh, you know on this on this subject mm -hmm. uh, you know unlike the popular uh, and conventional understanding about millennials and gen z and india has about you know 400 million of them right i mean you know we've got the you know we've got a very young population and and i see them every day uh they you know unlike the popular uh, perception you know they are not um, you know they are not uh, uh, irresponsible or you know sort of carefree and you know like you know they there a lot of us of our generation believe that you know gen z doesn't have the kind of work ethic you know that we had etc i don't think that's true but i think they are much more 
one they are not as threatened you know they are they are not as security oriented let me put it that way the gen z doesn't really care so i don't think you know a gen z person will actually stay in a job you know if they uh, if he or she uh, stops enjoying the job mm-hmm. right so i think they are much more connected to you know their uh, um, you know passions they are they are much more uh, you know connected to uh, you know what they like and don't like now that is a that is a dangerous uh, situation for the uh, at least the traditional minded organizations okay right because the traditional minded organizations are all working on this system you know like how pablo fraire you know who's written this very insightful book called pedagogy of the oppressed right mm-hmm. and i was reading that a few uh, weeks back and pedagogy of the oppressed you know sort of talks about this whole banking system of education right in which you know there is always a hierarchical kind of setup you know even in education for example now the same thing happens in the more traditional organizations right that they are you know they are just you know sort of expecting uh, you know people uh, to work unconditionally you know under a high degree of discipline etc now the gen z will actually refuse to work in those kind of setups and millennials right they will refuse to work in those kind of setups because even their education you know has sort of uh, nurtured a different kind of thinking process etc and you know frankly the world is uh, you know is is changing so this whole concept becomes much much more dialogic you know rather than you know a sort of a unidimensional so that whole dialogic work means that organizations will become much more collaborative right and and you know as to how you know this whole book that wikinomics right i, I think that there was that book called wikinomics you know which talks about how you know collaboration you know will become much more important in the world and which which i think frankly will you know will 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 change uh, you know the way that uh, organizations deal with the gen z and millennials i think they are much more uh, you know uh, purpose driven uh, i i personally think that they will uh, uh, you know they will actually work hard you mm-hmm. know for the for the things that they are passionate about etc and then you know of course the organizations like and and i think some organizations like google etc are already you know sort of changing uh, right in you know in that sense uh, to to become um, you know much more uh, um, you know yeah stronger sort of places for people to work yeah nice how how uh, can you please uh, once again repeat the title of the book pedagogy of the oppressed it's a brazilian educator who had written the book long time back it's called pedagogy of the oppressed okay right? and that talks about you know the whole sort of banking system of education and he uh, he argued and this was very long back but now i see in a lot of international schools right for example my son goes to an international school here in bangalore and you know he says that his uh, relationship with his uh, psychology teacher is more of that of a buddy you know rather than you know sort of the things of the past in which you know children will normally not question their uh you know professors and teachers etc right that is changing now and i think it should change and okay. and i think it should change not just in education but also change in the business world right because ultimately 
see the, the thing is that with artificial intelligence right i mean now a lot of people are thinking right that chat gpt and tools like chat gpt will actually become our co-pilots right so this is not going to go away anywhere right whether people you know raise questions about it etc but they are going to become our co-pilots right so so the thing is that if you think about the when people said knowledge is power right there was this maxim called knowledge is power now knowledge no longer is power right because knowledge is is ubiquitous right technology has made knowledge ubiquitous knowledge is there i mean if there is any question you can ask google you can ask chat gpt and you will get the answer so so the real uh, value that so i think it is a great challenge for mid management as well as you know for the professors mm -hmm. in the new world that they need to provide real value to the students the value that students cannot get you know just from you know reading books or or from chat gpt and google right so there there is that that value uh, that uh, organizations will also need to you know sort of uh, provide so that, that is where a lot of skills like empathy curiosity compassion ethical awareness all of those will become much more important for people at all all levels yeah so nice so because technology doesn't technology will not solve it right i mean that is where technology and ai cannot uh, you know at least for now right i mean you know they they don't have the agency uh, you know that the human beings have yeah it's amazing for uh, any of uh, your dear friends that you are interested to uh, read this uh, book that amot referred to please find the link down to the uh, to the comments so amot uh, how can come on how can someone come in contact with you and uh, what are the reasons for someone to come in contact with you uh Spinos, no very very glad to be uh, connected to uh, you know anyone in the audience uh, who might be interested in i am very actively working towards uh, you know doing a lot of research and doing a lot of thinking around the future of work mm -hmm. around how organizations need to respond uh, to uh, you know to the new sort of buka world right and i i am i'm looking at the work that you are doing in your organization very very carefully and and i think it is absolutely fantastic uh, and i do look forward to you know maybe uh, you know come over to europe at some point of time and 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 you know be there at uh, uh, you know at your programs uh, uh, but uh, you know I, i'm so so anybody who wants to have a discussion with me around these topics around you know how leadership is is shifting and uh, and and you know about how leaders need to adapt themselves well my uh, you know my linkedin profile uh, mm -hmm. you know is is always uh, updated i'm very active on linkedin uh, so certainly people can reach out to me there they can also find me i am on all social media so facebook instagram uh, as well as uh, you know i can provide with my email uh, address uh, and phone numbers as well right so people can reach out to me through whatever media that they they prefer yeah i'm um, very active i'm a, i'm a very active okay yeah. okay amod and for uh, for the end of this episode what are the three key advices that you would give to young leaders in organizations so now that is a great point spiros i you know i would you know having uh, 
seen young leaders you know right from as i said 1997 right when i got you know in into the business world uh, till today i i would say that the young leaders uh, you know one i would say that the young leaders need to uh, you know need to have a very strong work ethic huh? because i think that is super important because the young leaders need to understand that the business world will become more and more uh, brutal unpredictable and uh, complex right and i understand how millennials and gen z feels right but you know they they have to make sure that you know that that the that the work ethic you know that they are giving you know their 120% you know at work every day so that is my first advice to them the second advice to to the uh, to the young leaders is that please play on your strengths rather than your weaknesses what a lot of us a lot of people tend to do is that they tend to sort of worry too much about you know the weaknesses and spend so much time fixing those weaknesses that they don't are aren't really honing their strengths right so so for example if someone is great with you know creating an impact uh, you know through interactions through more i mean and 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 that person is not you know for example you know great at uh, you know sitting down and, and and doing a desk job my advice would be to focus on leveraging your strengths rather than your weaknesses because the problem is that in the new digital world as we call it or in the new world of ai and humans competing with each other you know the the artificial intelligence will very easily beat you on your weaknesses but it will not be able to beat you on your strengths so that is my second advice the third advice is as you asked you know i i would personally say that it is very important you know for us to be human right and 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 one of the essential parts of humanity and and you know i you know i've i've been you know i've been reading this uh, you know this um, person erasmus right and he talks about you know he talks about he's written a a book i think in the 1500s he had written it which was in praise of folly right and 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 you know in that he talks about i mean he sort of ridicules you know some of the uh, you know some of some of the established like the church for example and some of the other uh, you know like the like the more traditional uh you know disciplinary ways of uh, of some of those uh, institutions and uh, and what he says is that you know as human beings you know we are supposed to so my my point is as human beings i think we are supposed to have fun and and that would be my advice to the to the young leaders that you know please go ahead and have fun in what you do because you know it's only through having fun and enjoying what you what we do can we do and and can we accomplish great things yeah and 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 that that is what i would say as my third advice awesome thank you very very much ladies and gentlemen thank you for being to another avuka leadership episode about thank you thank you very much it's been a great pleasure espiros and i'm i'm uh, uh, you know really looking forward to uh, continue our uh, connection
Thank you. Awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, see you to the next one. Bye-bye.